Hello, this is Reverend Mary Ellen Schwartz. I'm an ordained unity minister, and I thank you for uh, tuning in to this podcast today. The subject is peace, and is it possible to find peace when there's no peace around us? So I want to share some thoughts with you, some things that I have been working with for some time and see if it inspires some thoughts for you. I think we all can agree that peace is something we want. A question of course is, is it possible to find peace when there are so many moving pieces as it were to things happening in the world. There are so many troublesome events in the world around us and actually in our own individual lives. Many times conflict isn't very far from where we happen to be sitting or standing or living. And Sometimes we have the thought of only he would change and do something different. If only she would do something different. If only they would stop what they've been doing, then we would find peace. So it may be that we want to consider if we've been looking for peace in the wrong places. So three things that I will touch on. First of all, what is peace? And second, where do we find it? And how does it show up in our lives when we do find it? So as we begin, think about what's important to you right now. And be thinking about any answer that might come up for you as you're listening, seeing how this might apply to you in your particular situation. A typical dictionary definition for peace is that it's an outer result or it's a it's a result of the cessation or absence of wars and hostility. But as I think about that, you know, if I wait for that to happen, I'm going to wait a long time and I'm not going to ever know peace. That kind of peace that my soul longs for. And Jesus, our beloved way shower and master taught that the peace that he had to give was not as the world gives. So, what I sense that he was saying is that he had a different approach to peace. He said, not as the world gives. And then, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Lo, I am with you always. So, My peace. How do we find the peace 
that Jesus is teaching about. I think that a lot of it, um, the clues for that is found in the parables. You know, we find almost every parable deals with finding the kingdom within. So, the kingdom within. Unity's co-founder, Charles Fillmore, wrote, Metaphysicians who study the mind and its many modes of action find that when they refuse to let thoughts of worry, anxiety, or other distraction act in their minds, they gradually establish an inner quietness that finally merges into great peace. This is the peace that passes understanding. When this peace is attained, the individual gets inspirations and revelations directly from infinite mind. So, I guess the bottom line of what we're sensing that not only is Jesus teaching this, but then Charles Filmer, the co-founder of Unity, is speaking to his understanding of what Jesus was teaching, and that is that peace is not first an outer result. That first it's an inner choice, it's an inner cause. In our lives, we all want to see calm waters and fluffy white clouds and 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 gentle ripples and a stream and uh, swaying trees with gentle breezes and so forth and so on. But that's not always how things are. In fact, for many listening to the sound of my voice, this may not be the way life looks right now. Our environment isn't peaceful. The outer picture is not peaceful. The facts, the situations, things going on in the world does not make for a picture of peace. And so logically, how we think of peace just wouldn't be found in the environment now. But, I believe Jesus was teaching of a peace that's not based on those things. Not based on the outer pictures and the outer happenings. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. So many people have said, well, that was easy for him to say. Because he didn't live in the kind of world that we're living in today. Actually, he did. The outer environment that Jesus lived in was also one of wars. Military occupation. Political strife. Religious strife. As we could say, different names and different faces. But, hey very similar. And yet he could speak of a kind of peace that is the constant, not the temporary, but the constant. A peace
peace that he accessed from what he knew, that he lived from, a peace that comes from knowing the kingdom within, a peace that is a result of making a connection, a conscious connection, a connection with our thoughts and our feelings, with the very source of peace anchored within us. The peace that Jesus knew and taught is a peace, I believe, that comes from that inner choice for peace. Rather than being the result of controlling someone else's behavior or rearranging some situation or condition or getting some kind of treaty signed or get some troops moved or people to do this or that or fix this or that, a peace that comes from changing somebody else's mind, changing political leaders, changing partners, changing jobs, changing neighborhoods. You get the idea. See, I don't know about you, but I realize more and more that I do not have control over anyone else. I do not get to choose for anyone else. The only control I have is over my own thoughts, my own attitudes. I only get to choose for myself. I don't get to choose for anyone else. I'll say that again. I don't get to choose for anyone else. I only get to choose for myself. I only get to choose for myself. Now stop a moment and think about how that might apply to you in your particular situation. I don't get to choose for anyone else. I only get to choose for myself. Marcus Aurelius said, You have the power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. I will paraphrase this. We have the power over our mind, not outside events. Realize this, and we will find our peace. Our first step, I believe, is to realize that we're spiritual beings first and foremost. And then when we realize that, we realize the power we have to choose. To choose peace, to choose whatever. And sometimes when we hear statements like that, we think, oh, well, tell me something I don't know. There was someone who called me not long ago, and she said that she had some questions because she had met me somewhere at a at an activity, and her spiritual life had been centered around the church that she grew up in, but which no longer is feeding her soul needs, I guess you'd say. Anyway, one thing I suggested 
to her was something that I found important, and that is to do my best to set aside what I have been taught in the past and be open to the possibility that there's another way of seeing something. Anyway, that rang a bell with her, and she said, that's like the set-aside prayer that I use in a recovery program. I wasn't familiar with that, but she said it's the prayer is God help me set aside everything I think I know about myself, this disease, and you. And so she said that she realized she could adapt that. Help me set aside everything I think I know about spirituality. Or we could say everything I think I know about peace. In her situation, she felt like as she was able to do that, she would allow herself to be open to new possibilities. And as she said, the the serenity prayer in 12 steps, uh, accept the things I cannot change, and the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Isn't that really what we're all faced with? What is it that I have some kind of control over? What is it that I don't have control over? And what's the difference? You know, being open to new insight about what it means when we think about peace is important. Being open to new ways of thinking about it. So, where do we find peace? And how do we find it? And these are just some things that I'm finding for myself and continuing to explore and deepen in my practice. The first thing is start your day with feeling grounded in some way. If it means you need to get up a little bit earlier, then you know, find a way to do that. But find some way to help you feel aligned with your higher self, with that that truth of who you are. Take a few moments. Could be while you're still in bed or shortly after you get up. And send what I like to call thought messengers. Send your thought messengers ahead to clear the way so that you know you're in the right place at the right time. You know, even if you are stopped at a stoplight, you're in the right place at the right time. Even if you get to an appointment and something changes there, you're in the right place at the right time. Just feel like you're somehow in the flow of your life. 
another thing is, and I think perhaps this is the most important thing, is just be aware of your breath throughout the day. And if you find you're holding your breath, and we do that when we get tensed up and stressed, or we're breathing in a shallow way, just, you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. Just breathe. Just breathe. Feel like you're just relaxing into, you know, because when we tense up, we block any ability to feel peaceful. And at the end of the day or toward the end of the day, do whatever it takes to help you feel like you're in the flow of life. A lot of people do this with a time of meditation, contemplation. Maybe lighting a candle, having a brief moment of quiet. But another thing that is sometimes overlooked, and that is coloring. You know, coloring books aren't just for children anymore. You can use a coloring book, and it's like an outer form of meditation because psychologists tell us that uh, it works in a similar way as meditation. We shift our attention from our conscious thoughts. It's like we kind of put that on hold for a bit and just do the coloring or just light the candle or whatever. Listen to some music or read something uplifting or relaxing. I'm talking about toward the end of the day after the busyness is over. And then something we all can do and and a, a reminder is always helpful and that is keep your appreciation list going. You know, keep a keep a list of what you appreciate that if we are in a state of appreciation we are getting tuned in to a state of peace when we're not appreciating we we can't know peace that's just the way it works and then the last piece of this is how would my finding peace show up in my life how does it manifest, as it were? What are the signs? Well, I think the first thing is that when we find our peace within, when we choose to focus on peace within, we find we'll do more acting rather than reacting. In other words, we, we won't have so many knee-jerk kind of reactions to things. We'll set the tone instead of allowing something else to set the tone. We will have more energy when we find our inner peace. We have, and the reason is because when we are at cross-purposes, when we are wanting somebody else to change so we can have whatever it is we want. When we are fearful, when we're angry, when we're resistant, that drains off our energy. And we get tired and we waste energy 
when we're trying to resist something or we're trying to control somebody or something that actually we don't have any control over. There's less upsets and annoyances. You know, when we really get it that we are the ones that decide how we feel, not what somebody on the other side of the world is doing, not what someone in our community or in our actual home or workplace, whatever, not them, but we actually are the ones that decide how we feel and that we can choose how we feel without anybody else changing. When we get it, there's less upsets and annoyances because we stop the expectations. The expectations that somebody else is going to do something we want. When we choose peace, I think we stop labeling ourselves and other people as much. We're more inclined to let go of who we used to think we are or who we used to think somebody else was or how they always will be. And and I think we begin to tell our story in a different way. And those situations that used to always get us, they don't get us quite as much anymore. I believe realizing that we are the ones that get to choose peace for ourselves actually can improve our health because how can it not improve when we stop pushing against stuff that we have no control over? Stuff that gets our blood angered and our stomach upset and our head aching and you know, you get the picture. How we view our economic situation I think can, can't help but improve. Maybe we won't be receiving more income, but maybe we'll just have more wisdom in how we use it. We'll, we'll make better decisions, you see, because we'll be coming from our center of peace. So, in closing, be aware that you have the choice. I have the choice. Be aware of who gets to have the power over your peace of mind in this moment. Who gets to have that power? Who do you give that power to? Who are you going to keep giving that power to? Be aware that ultimately only we are the ones that have the power over dwelling in peace in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our way of living our life. St. Francis said, when you are proclaiming peace with your lips, be careful to have it even more fully in your heart. The peace of God is your peace. It's within you. It's within me. It's up to us to choose to focus more on that than on what we see as that which disturbs 
the peace of our soul, the peace of our mind, peace of our life. So, blessings to you. I trust that there is something here that will remind you of the truth that you really know about yourself. Until next time. Bye for now.